Welcome to the Lose Weight, Live Life podcast. If you're someone who would do anything to lose weight, yet finds it impossible to stick to a diet, to eat less, or just what you think you should, this podcast is for you. I am your host, certified life and weight mindset coach, Claire McKenzie. Listen in to learn how to stop overeating, lose weight for the last time, and create a relationship with food and yourself that you love, all without diet deprivation and self-sabotage. Hi, everyone, and a very warm welcome to podcast episode number 112, The Tipping Point, with a festive focus. So today we are talking about balance, or maybe I should say more specifically about what to do when we're moving away from balance in the direction we don't want to go. As I talk to you about the tipping point, I want you to visualize a seesaw, or maybe you know that piece of children's playground equipment as a teeter-totter. Anyhow, I want you to think of the tipping point as the point at which a series of small changes become significant enough to create a larger, more substantial change. It's the point at which one side of the seesaw is unbalanced so that the game of seesawing can no longer be played and one participant is stuck on the ground whilst the other is dangling in the air. There are different types of tipping points. When it comes to eating at this time of year or at any time of year for that matter, at any time, But I think most of us will relate to it happening at this time of year. We may notice the point at which we make one too many eating decisions that take us away from where we ultimately want to be, that has us feeling stuck on the ground, unable to get the balance back easily or left dangling in the air, depending on which way around you think about it. We may notice that the number on the scales increases beyond a point that we're comfortable with, for example, or we may notice that every day our everyday genes that are normally comfortable suddenly feel uncomfortable. Or we may notice that all of a sudden we're more hungry than we typically are. Or that we have what I call an ugly day and we suspect our food choices have contributed to that. Or we notice some unwanted mind chatter kicking in. Or maybe we notice feelings of regret, frustration or disappointment. It can be a number of things that we notice But essentially, it's the point where we go from enjoying treating ourselves, enjoying festive foods, to not enjoying them anymore, or maybe just noticing we've created a net negative in our life with the choices we've made. And then we find ourselves in that situation. We either take a decision that will help us get back in balance, or even to tipping the other way, or we laden on more against ourselves and weigh ourselves down further as a result of what we think, feel and do, in response to us observing we've reached our tipping point. When you're in the process of creating a relationship with food that you want, it's normal to discover what your tipping point is by tipping over into noticing you created a net negative with your choices. What matters most is what you do next. Do you ignore what you've noticed or do you use it to help you tip your way back the other side? I always like to help you understand what's going on for you by asking you to consider always what are the facts of the situation versus what you're thinking and or feeling and or doing in response to those facts of the situation. When we're aware we've reached our tipping point and we seek to understand in the way that I'm going to talk you through now, you can lessen your time there. You can avoid self-sabotage. You can help yourself out of it. So start with being curious and observing how you know you've reached your tipping point. I gave the examples earlier of things like an increase in the number on the scales, clothing tighter than usual, 
increased hunger, thoughts about us not looking good, other negative mind chatter, feelings of regret, frustration or disappointment, or it might also be some digestive discomfort, or it could be noticing an extra roll or layer of fat on your tummy. Whatever comes up for you, I encourage you to write about it. What did you notice? What do you think about that? How are you feeling about it all? So for example, let's take the last one. Maybe you've got a lot going on the week before Christmas and you've not been paying as much attention to your food choices as you wanted to. And then you start to notice that extra or slightly larger roll of fat across your body. What do you think and how do you feel? By the way, you can do this work with yourself without actually having noticed that extra layer of fat. You can think about what you would think and feel on default if you find you've tipped the balance into creating a result that you don't want, no matter what you envisage that result to be. And you can plan in advance how you want to think and feel about it and what you would do next. So here are some hypothetical thoughts, feelings, pairings, combinations that you might have if you have sort of got thoughts to yourself about having overindulged earlier in December, ahead of Christmas time, and starting to wonder if your jeans are feeling a little bit tighter or something along those lines. You might think something like, I wish I hadn't started on the Christmas chocolates and mince pies so early in December. And if you do, you might be feeling a little bit of regret. You might be saying to yourself, why do I always fail? You might be feeling frustrated about that. You might be thinking, let's figure out what I want to do about this. And if you're thinking that way, then maybe you're feeling some sort of neutral acceptance about it. You're not making it mean anything negative about you or you're not making the situation negative because you don't need to. And actually, I suggest you don't. You could, let's take it one step further, even be thinking, I love all of me. I love all of me with the extra few pounds and without the few pounds. And I want to explore how I can make it easier to eat in a way that helps me to be healthy. And this is likely to create a feeling of self-love. You might think I wanted to look good or feel good on Christmas Day and you might be feeling disappointment. Or you might be thinking I've already messed up so I may as well eat all the things and figure out what to do about it later. And that might create a feeling of avoidance. Now these thought-feeling pairings, as I call them, are not specific. It's you, what's going to be important is you asking yourself what you're thinking and feeling about a situation. So ask yourself, how am I either how am I feeling? And if you know how you're feeling, say what am I thinking that creates that emotion, that feeling for me? Or if you're very aware of the thought, ask yourself, how do I feel when I think that? Okay. And what I want to show you next is how you can use your awareness of these thought-feeling pairings to help you move back into balance initially and then see the seesaw or the teeter-totter get it going in the other direction when you're ready. If you're feeling regret because you're thinking to yourself, I wish I hadn't started on the Christmas chocolates and mince pies so early in December, or whatever other reason that you may have for feeling some regret with your food choices or anything that's going on for you right now, you get to ask yourself, what would I love now or next? So even though you might be feeling with regret with regards to some choices that you've made, you can ask yourself at any point in time, what would I love now or what would I love next? Now, the answer your brain will give you could come from one of two places, probably many more places, but one of two places. Number one, it could come from the place of knowing that what you really want is to eat in a way that takes you towards being the weight you want to be and having the relationship with food that you want. And you might think something along the lines of, I would love to figure out how to eat with a balance of pleasure 
and balance between pleasure and fuel and nutrition and nourishment that works for me without the overindulgence. Or the second way you might likely be thinking about it is that you might notice your brain is stuck in a place of, but I just want to eat what I want to eat and not have to worry or think about this right now. It's like all I want is the foods that I want to eat. Being aware of the place you're at is as important because it's going to determine what you do next. So it's important because what you do next will look different. If you are in the first place of wanting things to be different, get to work with thinking about small things you can do to create that difference. I'm going to talk to you about that in just a moment, about how to track your decisions in such a way that you can help yourself. But first, if you're in a place where you're thinking, I just want to eat what I want and not think about this right now, then I want you to focus on all the reasons that true and all the reasons it's not true. Because if it were 100% true, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. You're here listening to this because you want something to be different. And it might be that oftentimes you'd rather eat all the things and not think about what you want to be different. And shifting away from that so that the balance is in favour of you creating what you ultimately want is a part of the process. That it might be what is a part of why it feels so difficult for you right now. But don't hide from what you want. One of the reasons we hide from what we want is because we don't know how to look at what's going on when we create that net negative that takes us away from what we want without being mean to ourselves or judging ourselves or criticizing ourselves for the things that we've done. When we are used to telling ourselves mean things about failing, messing up, doing it wrong, we're more likely to fall into the pattern of thinking, I just want to eat what I want and to not worry or think about this right now. So if this is you, your work is to learn how to be kind and compassionate with yourself, to learn how to be curious about what's going on with you, and to learn how to listen to both the reasons you want to eat all the things and the reasons you don't. When you're in this place, it can sometimes be difficult to find reasons why you don't want to eat all the things because you think that not eating all the things is going to equate to less pleasure or more deprivation and negative feelings. Discovering that that doesn't have to be true for you is your work, okay? So your work is what you are assuming is going to be really difficult or awful, all of the negative sides of the alternative to not eating all the things. Your work is discovering how actually that might not be true at all. Reasons you don't want to eat all the things might look like, number one, you might think, I want to discover if not eating all the things gives me more energy, more clarity, better sleep, less digestive problems, less inflammation. Oh, and of course, a loss of pounds on the scale or inches around your body. You might think, I want to learn how to enjoy the pleasure of food without indulging in it. You might think, I want to discover how to get more enjoyment from other aspects of my life or the festive season, if that is your focus right now, so that I don't feel the need to rely on food to feel better. Or you might think, I don't want to miss out on feeling proud of creating the relationship with food that I want. There's just a few suggestions for you there. Okay, so the next part of it then, what to do if you are in the place of knowing already that what you really want is to eat in a way that takes you towards being the weight you want to be and having the relationship with food that you want. And you might think something along the lines of, I would love to figure out how to eat with a balance of pleasure that works for me without overindulgence. Great. It's great that you're in this place. Now, what I encourage you to do first or to do next is to think about what that looks like for you. Don't expect to know in the moment. Plan for it. You might want to listen to podcast episode number 110, 
the December difference if you are listening to this around the Christmas time. And then once you've thought about what you want to do next, look at how you're thinking and feeling about it. Did you know that you can choose how you want to think on purpose to help you step into becoming the person who has the relationship with food that you want? This looks like you taking those hindering thoughts and turning them into more helpful ones. Hindering thoughts create feelings that hinder you doing and not doing things that will help you create the result and outcome you want. Helpful thoughts create feelings that help you do and not do things that will help you create the result and outcome you want. So let's take the first example. If you're thinking something akin to, I wish I hadn't started on the Christmas chocolates and mince pies so early in December and you're feeling something like regret, note that regret is probably not a useful emotion to help you make choices that better serve you. What you might want to do is upgrade your thinking to something along the lines of, I'm so pleased I've noticed that indulging in chocolate and mince pies doesn't give me what I want. Now I get to practice eating chocolate and mince pies in a more balanced way because the festive season isn't over yet. I still have an opportunity to practice being the person who eats the way I would like to at Christmas time. This is likely to help you feel more encouraged or capable and let go of that less heavy emotion of regret. Okay, and then let's take the second example. Why do I always fail? If you're thinking something along those lines, you might be feeling frustration. Whenever we're thinking a question like this, it's always useful to examine and answer it. First, in examining it, notice the all or nothing thinking. I'm guessing you don't always fail. So let's just take some of the drama away from your thinking and make it more real. Why do I sometimes fail? So the next thing you want to do is to answer your own question. The simple answer or the answer that can be true for everyone is it's because you're human and your human body, brain, mind and emotions are programmed in such a way that you think eating the chocolate and mince pies or whatever else it is, is what is best for you in that particular moment. So having reminded yourself of that, maybe the switch from the hindering thought and the feeling and the hindering feeling to something more helpful may look like, or maybe along the lines of, I'm figuring out why I eat the way that I do and learning through failing is a part of the process. I also want to figure out how to discover more about myself when I fail so that I can use that learning to help me going forward. Thinking in this way can have you feeling more curious or open to staying aware and paying attention to your relationship with food in a way that will help you. Okay, so let's do one more. I wanted to look good or feel good on Christmas Day. Disappointment. First, take this thought-feeling pairing and ask yourself why you're assuming that noticing a bit more, you know, fat around your belly or whatever it is, equates to you thinking that you don't get to look good or feel good on Christmas Day. Notice this thought error, this flawed way of thinking. How easy is it to remind yourself that you can look amazing and feel amazing on Christmas Day with an extra one or two pounds of fat on your stomach will depend on how much work you've done on your relationship with yourself and your body image. If you're a woman in midlife, you've likely grown up being brainwashed into believing that you only get to feel good about yourself when you're slim and not if you're not. And I encourage you to remind yourself that this is not fact. This is a social construct and it's totally optional. Yes, by all means, address how you're eating so you get the balance right for you between eating for fuel and nourishment and eating for pleasure. But make you deciding that you look and feel amazing dependent on the circumference of your stomach or the number on the scales and non-negotiable. That's not going to happen for you anymore. One is not dependent on the other unless you make it so. So 
Much of how we eat at this time of year is discovering the difference between pleasure and indulgence. So the definition of pleasure is creating a feeling of satisfaction or enjoyment. And the definition of indulgence is doing something that isn't good for you or having more of something than is good for you. So there's another tipping point for you to think about. At what point does how you're eating or what you're eating or when you're eating or the reason for you eating, whatever that may be, stop being about pleasure and tip over into being about indulgence? And the answer to that question can only be found through a process of iterative learning and feedback so that you're feeding back that learning into what you're thinking, feeling and doing. It's through the process of trial and error and trial and discovery. The key thing is to learn how to make it easy to pay attention so that the learning happens as quickly and effortlessly as possible. And something else that is critical to pay attention to are your eating decisions or your food related decisions. So whether your decision is about what to buy, thinking about what to eat, what not to eat, whether it's saying yes, please, or no thank you to something, having second helpings, having an extra spoonful, whatever it might be, every single micro decision that you make I want you to stay open and curious to which direction of the tipping point it's pushing you towards. Is it towards creating the relationship with food, health and weight that you want to have, or is it taking you further away from it? And don't just focus on the decisions that take you away from what you want. That's what we tend to do as humans. But I also want you to be doing, what I also want you to do is to clock up the decisions that you make for what you do want. And the decisions that go towards creatively, ultimately, being having the relationship with food that you want, okay? So stay aware of them, point them out to yourself, congratulate yourself, appreciate yourself, show yourself just what you are because your brain likes to feel rewarded. So that's it for this week. If some of what I shared here resonated with you, then please do consider joining us in the Academy in 2023. I'm excited to let you know the Academy will be open for monthly enrollment after Christmas. But if you can't wait until then, or if you want to treat yourself for Christmas, or if your partner is stuck on what to get you, then annual enrollment is available now. Go to www.thebestyou.coach forward slash enroll 22. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and are ready to live a more intentional life, lose weight as a part of that journey and create a relationship with food and yourself that you love, then I would be honored to have you join the Lose Weight Live Life Academy membership and coach with me. The program offers different levels of support to suit you, including self-paced learning, twice-weekly calls, private coaching, an amazingly caring community, and lots more. Find out all the details about when and how you can join at www.thebestyou.coach forward slash coaching.